the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see practically every minute in the news the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. If you want little things like free enterprise, a free country, republic, the Constitution, borders, yeah. Little things like that. Uh, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative Groups in the, in the Inland Empire of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And as I often say, if that doesn't say loud and clear domestic terrorist. I don't know what does. <laughs> and and that little laugh you heard there in the background is our guest this week. And um, I would just point out at the outset, the most important role of a guest on Unite IE Radio is to laugh at the host's jokes. And hopefully <laughs> she will be able to continue, continue with that. Um, pleased to welcome back to the show, Katie Grimes. She is an investigative reporter, and she's either the founder or the proprietor, the editor, whatever her official title is, of CaliforniaGlobe.com, which is probably the best single source of California political news that's out there. Fox and Hounds used to be pretty good, but they're no longer published. There's some others out there. Steve Frank has a really good one. But in terms of just the breadth of what's going on and what the Democrats are doing, I think uh, California Globe is uh, is my favorite. And when Steve's on the show, I'll I'll say the opposite. So welcome <laughs> to the show, Steve. Uh, welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you, Dan. Well, you know, let's, let's, the legislator, the, the California legislature has finished its uh, its uh, session for this year. Uh, Mark Twain said he must have been thinking of the California legislature, no man's life, liberty, or property are safe when the California legislature is in session. And even Mark Twain couldn't foresee that in addition to your life, liberty, and property, uh, no longer are your children's private parts safe when the California legislature is, is in session. So as our first area, well, let's let's try to let's, let's maybe can, um, there's a lot of bills to get passed. We can't go through all of them. We'd be here for hours. But what are the highlights or lowlights in your view, Katie, of what the California legislature uh, did to us? Well, where do I start? Because it's been a really, really long session. There were over 4000 bills introduced. Um, probably half of them were passed and are sitting on the governor's desk and he's busy signing them. Um, the one one that stands out is the new California Fast Food Council, because we certainly need to expand the size of government in California to monitor our fast food franchisees and franchisors, don't we? Uh, in effect, yeah. In effect, it's the state of California becoming the labor union for <clears throat> fast food workers. Um, they're supposed to decide things like the wages, the hours, the working conditions, et cetera. And uh, I think actually this obviously was not needed. Um, SEIU is behind it. <clears throat> so <clears throat> they're anticipating getting something out of this deal. But I do think it has something to do with the fact that the labor unions in the state saved Governor Newsom from a recall election. And maybe this is the way he's paying back with 556,000 uh, fast food workers. Yeah, uh, what could go wrong? We'll let the government determine 
what a business has to pay its uh, employees as well as as well as their, their working conditions. Yes, um, I think the, a lot of the a lot of the the media said that they're looking at a wage of twenty two dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, which is great until you get replaced by a kiosk and a computer and a machine, well, and then you're yeah, ex- zero. Yeah, exactly. We're hearing from franchisees saying this is just going to be devastating to them. They're not only going to have to let a lot of their fast food workers go, but they're going to have to ask the ones who remain to do a lot more. And they obviously are thinking about automation at this point. Um, I don't think this is going to hold up to legal muster either. I mean, this is the state of California actually interfering in private sector businesses. I'm not a lawyer. You are. You can probably address that much better than I can. But I think this is pretty hinky. You know, I'm, this, is, this is outside of my business and real property, which is what I mostly do. But the state sets a minimum wage. Sure. So the state sets wage sets hours. You know, you can only in California, you can only eight hours after eight hours for most jobs per day. You're going to make overtime or more than forty hours a week. Now, California is the only state in the country that has the eight hours per day right rule 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 on that. So the state does all those kind of things. Um, so I don't know that this wouldn't be in line with that. And and if they're unwise enough to say. $22 an hour, or why stop at 22? Let's say $50 an hour. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that there's going to be, um, someone else um, may know more in this area of the law than I do, but I don't, offhand, I don't see a limit. Now, I did read on California Globe, of course, that uh, the industry is going to mount a referendum, and that's where yes. if you gather the requisite signatures, more than 600,000 valid signatures, then the law is held in abeyance until the next general election, which would be 2024, and then the people can vote on it. Right. So we, yeah, my uh, our, our reporter down in Pasadena covered that story, and uh, they, the, uh, <clears throat> the, franchisees and franchisors are putting together a referendum. They've notified the state essentially that they're, you know, going to be doing this. So um, between that and the fact that we already have existing labor laws on the books, some of the strictest in the country, I think this is either redundant or they ought to just roll it into the state's labor laws then. Yes. And of course, it's instead of just having it's in this commission, so it's right. by the by the politicians. And uh, let me let me get. And there's also an exemption in the law, so you can get out from under at least parts of the law if you have a collective bargaining agreement. So that may be. I think that was where what SEIU wants exactly. Is so that, so they can they can turn the two hundred and something hundred thousand fast food workers into union members, dues payers, and involuntary contributors to the Democrat Party. That's exactly it. I think at some point, a lot of these fast food workers are going to realize they got duped. They got promises by the states, then they got unionized by SEIU, who then exempts them from a lot of the state's laws. Now what, so what else do, what else was bad? I know that, um, how about AB 2098? Uh, I was just going to go there. Yeah, I was just going to go there. That one is absolutely terrifying. And, uh, it's, it's actually worse than, than we've read in, in George Orwell's novels. Um, 2098 is a huge, huge threat. It would punish physicians essentially for not going along with the, uh, recommended consensus coming out of either state public health agencies or the federal CDC or NIH. Uh, it's absolutely terrifying to me. Um, and there's actually, it's, they're kind of sister bills. There's AB 2098, which addresses the, the medical professionals. And then there's SB 10, 1018, which addresses speech. Um, and speech uh, that, that, that the state disagrees with, I guess, is, is the best way I can describe it. Both these bills passed the Assembly and Senate along party lines. Um, this one, you know, Governor Newsom's obviously got presidential aspirations. I, I don't know if these two bills are going to get signed into law as long as he thinks he's got a shot at the White House. This is pretty drastic stuff. Yeah. So now, the, tell me, I'm, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with um, SB 1018. What's 
other than, uh, I presume, an attempt to uh, suppress freedom of speech online. What's, what, what, yes. is, what does SB 1018 do? Well, it I'm looking up the exact details of it. Um, it has to do, here it is. Um, it addresses the quote amplification of misinformation and disinformation on online platforms by requiring the social media platforms to publicly disclose how their algorithms work and to share the data for their research purposes. Bottom line, it is saying pretty much as long as the online platforms share what their rules are, meaning how they are going to curtail certain forms of speech. And we've certainly already seen this happen uh, with the Hunter Biden laptop story, the FBI going to Facebook. Um, they're just trying to enshrine this in California law. This is a bill by Senator Richard Pan. Um, and then the other one, AB 2098, is a bill by Assemblyman Evan Lowe with the physicians. They're both a couple of uh, pretty heavy-duty Marxists. Yes. Now, I'm just quickly reading this here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that they actually that it requires censorship of it. It looks like it's a it's a reporting law like uh, you also on California Globe, of course, SAB 587 that passed. Right. I think it more allows it. You know, they're saying, well, if you publish your rules on how your algorithms work, then speech can be curtailed if it's disinformation. Now, who defines disinformation? They do. Um, Exactly. You know, I mean, we already saw the Federal Ministry of Truth supposedly disbanded. I don't think that will be forever. But I think that's what this bill is trying to do in California is create our state authorized Ministry of Truth. And that's, this is this is dangerous. Benjamin Franklin. Yes. I was, I was going to get to this later, but but let's let's jump off the legislative tra- uh, bill rec- train for a moment. Um, Benjamin Franklin said that that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Exactly. Yeah, and we're. I think we're living that right now. Right. And there's a there's a lawsuit now brought by the state attorneys general of Louisiana and Missouri mm-hmm. uh, against the federal government and the big dem tech companies, which they have from the limited discovery that they've gotten thus far. We've seen a, a widespread it, it, across the federal government, multiple officials, multiple agencies coordinating with the big dem tech companies to suppress Americans online freedom of speech. Um, we have been the recipient of some of that um, suppression, if you will, that very scary sounding group called NewsGuard uh, fund, received funding from all kinds of the, the uh, billionaire oligarchs. Uh, supposedly, they are the fact checkers and they're the fact checkers that Google approves of. So during the whole covid pandemic, a lot of the reporting that I did after speaking with 17 different epidemiologists, immunologists, staff physicians, emergency physicians, you name it, um, about what was going on, um, they they tried to get us to pull down several of our articles. They challenged where we got the information, regardless of how we replied. It was this doctor, that doctor, the CDC, this or that. Um, they kept giving us F grades, which just kind of buried our stories among the, the Google Analytics and, and ranking. Yeah. Um, too bad that too bad the uh, the uh, government of the Soviet Union didn't think of, you know, we're not censoring or uh-huh. communist China. We're not, we're not censoring. We are just protecting our people from dangerous misinformation. Exactly. See, you've got it right. Yes, it's all it's all it's all on how you look at it. Um, uh-huh. We can go. We, uh, we need to take a break here. Uh, we're already past time for our commercial break, and our sponsor Ed Hoffman does like to have his uh, commercials played during the show. So let's hear from the aforementioned Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC, and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM five ninety The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just need extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. 
To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, and I'm pleased to have Katie Grimes, the proprietor of CaliforniaGlobe.com, probably the best single source of information on California politics there is now. And we were trying, we were going through the, uh, the legislative session, including the efforts to suppress freedom of speech. Um, as Cal- again, as uh, Mark Twain said, no man's life, liberty, or property is safe when the legislature is, is in session. One that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but I'm very concerned about, is AB 1594. And if this is allowed to go into effect and is not blocked in the courts, this could destroy the entire firearms industry in the entire country, not just California. And what it does is it lets people sue for if you're injured by a gun that is, quote, abnormally dangerous, unquote. Oh, and you must that, mean a uh, scary looking gun. Yes, it is. Or if, 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 the, if the features make it a suitable for, quote, assaultive purposes, oh, unquote. Whatever, right. whatever, whatever any of those things mean. And if you if the uh, the seller should have known that the buyer, the lawful buyer, passed the background check, was going to commit a crime, then they could sue the seller of the, of, oh, of the gun. Right. That uh, That's another one that's going to have a hard time withstanding constitutional challenge. Um, and, and believe me, the, the gun groups that I talk to on and off the record um, are going to be are going to be challenging all of the the bills that did pass and or are signed into law. That one is particularly scary because it is just this is written by people a who've never used a, a gun. They've never gone to the shooting range. They may may or may not have one in their home for protection, but they're okay with trying to regulate you out of being able to use whichever gun of choice you have. Um, fortunately, there were a couple of gun bills that did not make it through this legislative session. Um, and I think that was quite notable. Uh, one in particular was a bill by Senator Anthony Portentino, who is a raging gun control uh, advocate. Um, and it was the one that would cr- uh, create a new issuing process for concealed carry licenses um, and make you jump through all kinds of hoops. And he, he wrote it trying to counter what the Supreme Court ruled in the New York Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case, um, which was a win for Second Amendment and gun owners groups. Yeah, that, that, in that case, they avoided or held unconstitutional the New York provision that basically required you show good cause to be right. able to carry a concealed weapon. And in practice, unless you were politically connected or famous, you could you would you could never show good cause to obtain a a, a a a CCW, and they basically said, you know, that part in the Second Amendment where it says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed uh-huh. means that exactly. So I think we're going to see more of those kinds of decisions. Um, the other one that didn't make it, and I'm looking AB two oh twelve twenty seven was an attempt to put a very high excise excise tax on gun sales. That also failed. So, And that's the third time uh, Assemblyman Mark Levine from Marin has uh, introduced that bill, and it's failed. So it, hopefully it's just going to die a slow, painful death at this point. Um, they'll be back. One thing you can say about the bill. I know. They, never, they, may, they may be temporarily defeated, but like yeah. the sand people in Star Wars, they will soon be back and in greater numbers. You are absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> there's an, you know, we were talking also about 1594. That's by Assemblyman Phil Ting in San Francisco. Um, it establishes the firearm industry standard of conduct. Well, this is something like out of the Minority Report movie, um, where 
a special police unit is able to arrest murderers before they commit their crimes. That's what this bill is seeking to do, is trying to block firearm sales to anyone at risk of breaking the law. Well, right. I don't know how we define that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really lawfare. So that what they yeah. want to be able to do is to, is to bankrupt <laughs> the, uh, the, the firearms companies with, with lawsuits, even if they ultimately... Yeah. Don't win the lawsuits again. Lawsuits, just the the burden of and cost of defending lawsuits um, can ruin them. Yeah. I mean, they're, these are, exactly. these are not, they're not huge companies. Exactly. Um, we have that federal judge, <clears throat> Roger Benitez, down in Southern California, who has actually warned a lot of California lawmakers. And he said, even in some some of his written decisions, I know what you're doing. You don't get to nibble around the edges of the Second Amendment. And the fact that he put them on notice a couple of years ago with that just warmed my heart to Roger Benitez. Was there anything good? No. Was there anything good that they did? Not really that I can think of. Um, <clears throat> an occasional Republican bill does get passed, but I have to say I don't really find any of them that memorable at this point. Um, you know, so maybe it was a, a procedural thing or naming a section of highway or uh, and I'm not trying to be flippant. It's just the Republicans have absolutely no power in the legislature right now other than to, you know, form a a strong line of uh, opposition. But even they're outvoted. So um, let's see here. The bill to make vas- vasectomies and contraceptives more accessible passed the Senate. I, I'm hoping that's good news because I know people who need vasectomies are having a hard time getting them. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's just plenty that I don't get um, that seem frivolous and ridiculous, but that would explain why we had over 4,400 bills introduced. Right. I mean, I don't suppose anything that was like seriously to address open air homeless and uh, camps that are really open air drug sale markets there or providing enough water or providing no. enough ed- electricity. I don't suppose anything like or controlling the, the escalating crime. In, exactly. Uh, there probably wasn't anything along those lines. No. And what happens is, believe me, we have had Republican lawmakers try to introduce <clears throat> bills like that that would make a difference with our water storage or, you know, h- how it is delivered um, or try to correct some of the ills in Prop 47 and 57. They always get killed. Uh, and that happened again this session. Um, there was a bill that was trying to make human trafficking uh, a, an actual like throw away the key felony, go to go to prison. And the Democrats in the legislature killed it. Hmm. Human yes. trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, there were some that failed. And yes. maybe get your insight and we'll carry it over into the second half. Uh, we only have a minute and 45, such as. AB 866. This would have this would have lowered the age and let uh, it was as originally drafted 12 year olds could get the vax without parental right. knowledge or consent and it was amended to 15 age 15 and they, but they they couldn't get 41 votes in the assembly even though the democrats have more than 75% and that's probably because even democrats in the assembly have children um this is such a ridiculous bill, again, by Senator Scott Weiner from San Francisco, who's trying to turn the entire state into sicko San Francisco. Um, we, we don't allow 12 or 15 year olds to buy cigarettes. They can't buy weapons. They can't vote. They can't, they can't drive a car. But we're going to allow them to get vaccinations, specifically the COVID vaccine, without telling their parents and have their parents' health insurance pay for it. This is so ridiculous. Uh, I'm glad it failed, and I'm glad that there were a few Democrats in the legislature who had a conscience about it. Do um, there, were, there were efforts? You, you know, call your legislator, um, email your legislator. Do they care? Do, they, do, they, do these guys pay attention when no. their constituents contact them? Uh, no, they don't. Their staff does, but they don't um, because they're playing to whatever special interest has sponsored the bill. And that's it. And it, I'm the, it's it's that cynical now. All right, let's let's leave it here. We we will we will end almost exactly on time for this half, and we'll stay tuned for an exciting second half of Unite IE Radio, and we'll delve further into California politics and the upcoming election. Back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire of Southern California. Pleased to have on the show this week, Katie Grimes, who is the owner or proprietor or editor or Grand Cuba of California Globe.com, which is probably the, it's my favorite source of California political news. We went through some of the lowlights. There were no highlights from the uh, California legislative session, other than maybe the only highlights was the bills they couldn't pass, (laughs) at least least this time. We're coming up on an election, and one of the things that they did pass and put on the ballot is uh, Proposition 1. And this, this is a state constitutional amendment that will allow unrestricted abortion up until the moment of birth. And you can read it for yourself. The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives, as if contraceptives are even an issue these days. But okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that they threw contraceptives in there because there are women who think abortion is a form of contraception uh, and who use it that way, which is kind of grim. But um, this is a really interesting initiative because, A, we don't need it. California already allows abortions. There's, there's really no restrictions necessarily on them. I mean, when, when people are polled who say they are pro-choice, they say, mm, you know, first trimester, that's about it. That seems to be, if, if the Democrats are so interested in consensus, that seems to be the appropriate consensus. This, as you say, would take it right up through the moment of birth. Well, I was just talking with somebody about this proposition yesterday, and we were discussing what's not addressed in Proposition 1A is viability. Um, and that would be that first trimester uh, cut off versus the rest of the pregnancy, but also what, what does it mean when they say right up through the moment of birth is the baby out and we're waiting for the cry? I mean, I don't want to get too gross on this, but this, this is a very loosely worded initiative, which bothers me. And then the other part that bothers me, I don't even know why this needs to be enshrined in the California constitution. This was thrown back to the states. Our, in our state, it's legal to have an abortion. And in fact, we are now considered an abortion sanctuary state because our governor has made it so through executive order. So we're now going to be paying the travel expenses and costs, uh, housing costs for people who travel to California to have an abortion from a state which restricts them. 
Um, so again, I'm not sure why this is even needed. I'm sure you have thoughts, Greg. Well, there is something that killing unborn children is the holiest sacrament of the Democrat Party. Yes. And, there's, and I'm, I can't really plummet and understand it fully, but there's something twisted and psychological in their fascination with this. And as you mm-hmm. pointed out, and there was, some, there, there was one poll that came out recently that said, if you just read them that description of that language we quoted just a little while ago, 71% of Californians supported it. But mm-hmm. if you ask the question, if you ask a little, a little deeper questions, um, 79% oppose third trimester abortions. Only yeah. 13% support right. the Democrat Party position that abortion should be legal at all to, at any time during the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Talk about extreme. Who's, who's, yeah. the, who are, who's the extreme side in this one? Exactly. I don't understand why this this would be a constitutional amendment, though. Um, seriously, I mean, I'm not even I'm not being snarky. I, I really don't understand why. It might be to give them something to focus on. It maybe okay. is that. Uh, oh, OK. A political maneuver. Motivate their base. We need to get okay. out. And, and I, you know, I don't know what the thinking is or is it just mm-hmm. we're. Is it liberal virtue signaling, some combination of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a, a strategy. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's abominable. Um, I I think since you just, you know, you just said the stats, how many people are interested who, who say first trimester is okay, you know, or third, and it really does cut it down, this could actually work against them. It might energize the base, but when it comes down to it, there will be ads about what that actually means. If we can get the message out, that what this yes. means is unrestricted abortion for the entire exactly. nine months of pregnancy. That you know, the, the mother is in labor. Yeah, even the, maybe even a partial birth abortion where the baby is part way out of the mother. Right, right, and that's all legal. I yeah, I've California Californians will reject that. And uh-huh. the question is, can we get that? Can we get that message through? Because they've, they're already denied. They're already backpedaling. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, this right. doesn't mean the, the words don't mean what they actually say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to follow. And it's interesting. They felt they had to backpedal. There was an article. Um, uh, I forget his first name. Skelton in the L.A. Times. Oh yeah, yes, I saw that. George Skelton. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 didn't delve deeply enough into it, but he did scratch the surface and ask some important questions. So I think there will be more of that. Hopefully. And this also may serve to motivate uh, churches, pastors, Christians uh-huh. who, are, who don't vote enough and don't bring their Christian values into the roles of citizens to get yeah. them to engage. And we'll see. I'm uh, On the other hand, I think a lot of pastors will just, you know, it's political and and sit the, and sit this one out. I hope not. I really hope not. But yeah. If you're a pastor, and I've said this before, we've talked, we had Gina Gleason, if you know, if you don't know, if you know Gina mm-hmm. on the uh-huh. show. And uh, if this, she didn't go as far as I, as I did, if after you, you, you go to your pastor, here's what that's on the ballot. Here's what it's going to do. If your pastor will not denounce it and encourage all of the members of your church to oppose it. Yeah. Then you need to find another pastor. Yeah, I agree. This this could be a, a lightning rod issue uh, similar to Proposition 8 back in, when was that, 08? I think it oh. was, yeah, which really did bring out a lot of uh, more conservative voters who typically didn't vote. Hmm. Yeah, but this, but, this, but this, instead of being a, a relatively narrow, I think that was 51, 52 yeah. that supported traditional marriage percent. This, right. this this could be this could be a this could be a seventy or eighty percent if people exactly. understood what's involved in it. Exactly. Well, that'll be my job. I'll work on that. <laughs> uh, Too bad it's not the job of the um, California Republican, the California Republican Party. Um, I, you yeah. know, I don't know if they'll have. If, I don't. I don't know if they'll have. Uh, just, you know, someplace in the platform, some press release saying they oppose it, but. Um, Somehow, I don't think they're going to be out there leading the charge against this. No, I, I think they tend to stay away from the social issues, if at all possible. 
Notwithstanding the fact, see, and, and there's, there's kind of, even when their side is the majority. Yeah. They're cowards. Yeah, it's it frustrates me because I, I used to have this argument with a, a particular employer of mine a few years ago that didn't want me writing about abortion and gay marriage. And I said, I wouldn't if the legislature didn't try to legislate it. So if it's in bill form, I'm going to cover it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Other propositions. Uh, it was, it was, it's interesting you, as you look over the propositions, they're all these special interests. measures and none of them put on the ballot by anyone is trying to other than you know i guess proposition one's a serious issue Uh, Mm -hmm. but all the others the quality that were that was put on by the the legislature all the others that were put on by private interests are all none of them seek to address any serious concerns of california voters no, I think the closest one is the fight between props 26 and 27 that is the online gaming issue claiming that proceeds from online gaming will go to solving the homeless crisis in California and all I do you and I are old enough to remember when the lottery was created and how that was going to save our schools and it did no such thing. Yeah. Um, this I find I, I have I'm not making a statement yet on either one of those initiatives. I'm going to do some more research. But um, if anybody thinks that the people in positions of power in California are going to do better with more money on homelessness, have another thing coming because it's the more we spend, the more homeless we get in California. Yes. Uh, my my view uh, is, uh, and was what our group, the Relative Party Patriots' position is, is on these twenty six and twenty seven. You got rich Indians fighting rich non Indians, <laughs> or who gets to make money off expanded gambling? And we urge, no vote, we urge of a no vote to discourage special interests using initiatives to line their pockets. Oh, I like that very much. I'll make sure when I write about it, I call you. Then you got Proposition Twenty Eight, which would uh, increase funding for quote art unquote whatever that it would you know what what qualifies as art these days, um, uh, as if they need more money. And uh, from nineteen sixty nine seventy to two thousand eighteen two thousand nineteen year in California per student spending adjusted for inflation in the government run schools increased by guess. I don't know. Oh, good Lord. All right. Yeah, we're focusing on everything except reading, math, history, and uh, English language. Unbelievable. We've got 29. The perennial, every every election is, uh, SEIU has an initiative to... uh, regulate um the dialysis treatment uh which will make oh, it more yeah. expensive and they're, it's really tr- they're really trying to force unionization on that yeah. on on that business that's a bad one yeah another one interesting one proposition 30 is a 1.75% tax increase on income over 2 million dollars to fund green corny capitalism electric charging stations whatnots and sponsored by the contract by various contracting businesses the electrical workers union and and so on yeah good lord funny thing that we're talking about that now when we're going to have more rolling blackouts in our state today and electric vehicle owners are told please don't plug your cars in um yeah, that's another boondoggle. When you have special interest groups that can put something on, can put an initiative on the ballot that essentially just funnels money to them, um, really a dangerous sign. I mean, I see these in local uh, local jurisdictions. We've ha- we have one in Sacramento that the Sacramento voters killed last election. It's back on, and it funds like $10 million a year to go to some kids program. And it's put on the ballot by the family that runs the kids program. What are the odds? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's really what Prop 30 is. Yeah. Reluctantly, we recommend no, although it is, although the idea of taxing rich liberals like the city <laughs> tax is tempting. Yes, I hear you there, but yeah. <laughs> and the last one is Proposition 31. It's a referendum. This was a bill passed, I don't remember what year, but it was to ban flavored tobacco. And then the uh, yeah. tobacco industry 
uh, got the signatures to qualify a referendum so we get to vote on it. And I don't smoke. Urge people not to smoke. But in my view, if you want a flavored tobacco instead of plain tobacco, you know, I don't care. This, this, this one's too much nanny state in my view. It is. It really is. Um, and a lot of people say this actually specifically targets African-American smokers who t- more than any other group in the country like menthol cigarettes, which I find fascinating. It's racist. See, it is. See, yeah, I just the, there's the advertising key. It's racist. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. It's our our clove flavored cigarettes going to be banned also. I mean, those are Turkish. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the whole thing is just, I agree with you. It seems ridiculous. Yes. All right. Uh, once, once again, I get, get away with the conversation and we're past time for a break. So let's hear from our sponsor, uh, All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Brothers Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire area of Southern California. Pleased to have on the show this week Katie Grimes, who is the proprietor of CaliforniaGlobe.com, which is probably the best and it's my favorite source for California political news. We've gone through some of what the legislature did to us. Um, this, this year talked about proposition one, which will allow unrestricted abortion. And we have a general election. And, uh, would you concur that the Republican statewide candidates have no chance? Gosh, I, uh, I hope we're wrong. Um, I just don't see a lot of support for them is probably my biggest frustration. Um, I think where we will see some changes are at the local level. Uh, as much as I'd love to flip some congressional seats, and I'm praying that we do, uh, I think the local level with the parent revolution that's taking place in our state, you're going to see not just school boards change over. You're probably going to see some city councils and maybe even county supervisor races affected. So, again, though, but that's not with help from the Republican Party. That's just a grassroots effort. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of where our where our focus is, is we, we're, we're backing some local City council and and school board members. Yeah, we we endorse in the statewide races, sure. but we don't expect it to to happen. So, the question that we've we, our side has considered, and I'll pose it again to you. So you look around what's happening in California, escalating crime. People go. You know, the mob takes over the Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the I forget her name. She was working in in the furniture store in Los Angeles, and the homeless guy comes in for no reason, uh, stabs her to death. Right. And you can go on and on, smash and grab robberies. Gangs go into stores. You can walk into a store and you can steal up to 950 with absolute total impunity. Walk into the next store and do the same. Walk into the next store and do the same and go back to the first store. Yeah. And steal another 950 and you, and there's absolute impunity. Not enough water. That really hasn't hit yet. I think they're holding off on the draconian water rationing. We've, we've Mm -hmm. had, we we were close to, um, rolling blackouts in California and only got around them barely because they relaxed the rules. They opened up fossil fuel powered generators. They let the ships use, uh, use the burn bunker oil rather than tying into the local electric grid and so on. Um, what would it take? There's a lot of voters here in California that would rather step around the human you-know-what on the sidewalk than yes. vote for a Republican. And what would it take to change that? Because you got to stay – Maryland, Massachusetts uh-huh. have elected – I mean, the, 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 they, may, they may be rhino Republicans, but they've elected Republican governors. Exactly. Uh, I'm not sure. This one's been a, a a real issue with me. I get asked all the time, what's it going to take the voters? And I really hope I'm wrong. But 
what I think is for so many voters, um, it's the selfish vote as opposed to a philosophical vote. Uh, and, and I think this is how mostly Democrat voters think. Whatever affects them, if they look out their front door or their front window and their garbage gets picked up and the street lights are working um, and there's water coming out of the kitchen faucet, um, you know, even if they're rationed, well, it's not that bad. But the day that the water doesn't come out of the faucet or the, the trash picker uppers are on strike or whatever. I think when it's that immediately affecting them, will they ever go, well, why is this happening? Uh, I'm still not sure that they would actually blame the party in power, though. And that is what disturbs me. Uh, and if that's the case, we'd almost have to try to uh, muster up more uh, right of center voters in this state to just take over. And again, that's a Herculean effort. Well, one of the, I, I think there's some multiple reasons. One of which is I don't think the Republicans have come up with any kind of credible platform that would say, if you elected us, things could get better. It's a pretty easy statement. And uh, here's five things. And, you know, you pick five things that are popular with the voters in California. And uh-huh. this, if, if you if you put us in charge, this is what we're going to do. And maybe it doesn't work the first time, but you're going to run it again and again yeah. and again. And so, okay, yeah, all right. So maybe that things could be, things could be better if, 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 we, if we elected a, a, a Republican. And I think the, the other thing is, is to a large extent, they have been able to demonize Republicans in a large number of, for a large number of voters. So uh-huh. if, if, you, if you had a, Real Nazi. Now, the Republicans are Nazi Nazi, but a real jackboot wearing, swastika wearing, zig heiling Nazi you would <laughs> never get to the person. Well, you know, he's got a good tax plan and I like his water plan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty graphic. And you're right. Um, unfortunately, what I think happens with the Republicans is um, because Republicans do not march in lockstep and are not tribal, the way, say, their Democrat counterparts are. Republicans tend to be the party of the entrepreneurial spirit. I did it my way. Um, I'm going to control my little piece of heaven over here. Unfortunately, when they get into politics, they treat it the same way. Instead of saying, all right, let's fight it out during the primary, and then everybody's going to get behind whoever comes out of the primary ahead. And they don't do that. Especially if, if it's the conservative candidate wins. I, I think the conservatives yeah. do a job of sucking it up and supporting the establishment candidate. I agree. Versus if, it, if it's a conservative, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll let them lose. And see, we told you, you're too uh-huh. conservative. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, Somebody needs to address that. We don't want to kill the entrepreneurial spirit. But frankly, it has it does not serve us well in politics. The Republican, the California Republican Party, I mean, it just seems to me that they have, they are, the Patterson and crew are content to earn a living being the the California version of the Washington generals. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, perpetually being, just being the, the controlled token opposition to uh, to the Democrat Party. Because if they weren't, among other things, they would use the initiative process. We've seen. Yeah. Is that the, 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 the Voters of California vote significantly more conservative on initiatives than they do for candidates. Uh huh. For example, yeah, I- Proposition 16 in the last election that would have reinstated government racial preferences yeah. that lost by a greater margin than Proposition 209 that banned them won in the 1990s, even though the white population has gone from about 50% to about 35%. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I think, unfortunately, some of the mentality in the, the state Republican Party is they like their jobs. Um, they think they're managing the decline. And that is a pretty unhealthy place to be, especially in a state our size. Right. Uh, among other things, they would have a uh, there, there would be a voter. There would be an election integrity initiative on the ballot centered on voter ID, which is which is hugely popular with mm-hmm. Republicans, independents, and Democrats. Yes. But they don't. 
I know. Good point. Okay. That would be a good one. So, I mean, we, you know, our view is that that uh, we just do we just do what we can, and figuring that you know if the Republican Party does anything useful, that's great. But we're pretty much on our own. So we got thirty seconds yeah. left here. Anything encouraging? Uh, well, we touched on it. I I think this parent revolution is huge, actually. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking we're going to see some nice results in the um, in the midterms. And I, I say that because it's not a political movement, um, but it's awakened a lot of parents who thought that they were going that they just, you know, were doing their jobs every day and being good parents. And that was enough. And now they realize they had to engage their local government. So this is, is going to be a big, a big movement, I think. I hope you're right. As we say, the most important political office is that of the private citizen. Thank you, Katie. That's all the time we have this week. Uh, Check out CaliforniaGlobe.com and tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt or you don't have money to pay your tax bill or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.